I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Cantobite Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily! Hi Brittany. How are you? I am not doing too badly. How about yourself? I am doing good too. How's it going? We haven't recorded in a bit. Oh yeah, because we had nothing to talk about last week and just decided let's just not. No, I'm doing okay. Um, Cav's gonna be here in less than a week. I'm excited about that. Then we're gonna go to my brother's and my whole family's coming out and it should be a good time. So I'm excited slash nervous, but looking forward to it. Uh, I've seen some good movies that I think we're gonna talk about. Other than that, not been doing a ton. How about you? Let's see what I've been up to. I went to Comic-Con. Well, I didn't actually go to Comic-Con. I walked around. I'd never done that before where I, like, walk around downtown and look at all people in the costumes and stuff. It was fun. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was fun. Got to hang out with, with Steel, Saunders, and Raj, and Les, and Corey, and Dom from The Swoo. It was nice. It's always nice to hang out, especially with Corey, because Corey's always a hoot. Yes. Yes. And now that he, he has a new job, so he tells, like, job stories now. So it's, like, Corey stories, like, um, I, I want to say well, adult exciting. version, but, like, Corey, Corey's always been an adult. Corey but, uncensored. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I Corey and Rusty are on the same age. So, yeah. It's, it's like, I still feel like Rusty is, like, 12 years old. So Corey's 12 oh, yeah. in my books. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, what else have I been up to? Um, not much. Sisters-in-laws visited, so we hosted them. And my sister, like, cooked and baked and made a lot of good stuff. She made, like, steak sandwiches where, Ooh. like, really, like, French bread, mozzarella, oil, steak, pesto, delicious, magic. That sounds good. It was really good. I wish I would have taken pictures, but it was just, it was too good to, to remember to take pictures. That's always the worst when you're like, I want to take a picture of this. Cause like, I want to show my friends, like, look at the magnificent thing I just ate. But then like you eat it and you're like, you know, what? it was worth it. Um, past couple weeks have been kind of going back and forth on whether or not, you know, I want to go get tickets again to go see Taylor Swift because I kind of had a shit time in Vegas. Um, and she's coming to uh, she's coming to L.A. And, you know, part of me is like, you know, I really want to go. But then part of me is like really nervous because like that's a shit ton of people. So last night I decided not to think money was an object and buy a, myself a ticket. So I'll Ooh, be going on Friday. Exciting. Oh, my yes. God. That's soon. That's exciting. I know. Yeah. So I am excited about that. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. Going to Vegas next weekend too. Carlos, there's a band in town for the Carlos likes, so we're gonna go see them and hang out in Vegas for the weekend. So that should be romantic and very hot. 
not yeah. like sexually hot, but like physically like hot. Vegas in August hot. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't really been up to much. Just been, I don't know, hanging around, avoiding the heat. You know, just enjoying the last bit of summer. I don't know. Summer's not my favorite holiday. Or not holiday. <laughs> summer's not my favorite season. season. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm not a fan of the heat. I don't like getting mm-hmm. sunburned. Um, I don't like when I go outside, the sun is like wanting to burn me. Like I feel victimized by the sun. Yes. You're very pale. Yeah. I'm very pale. I barely can tan. Um, when I wear dresses, I have to be careful cause like my shorts tan is always showing. So <laughs> there's always like a distinct difference between like my upper mm-hmm. thighs and my lower thighs. That's kind of annoying because, like, you can tell in pictures and it's really funny. I mean, I don't care, but it's just one of the little things. Um, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for pumpkins and cooler weather and scarecrows and pie. And, I don't know, just summer's just not, I'm not a summer girl, you know? No, Um, I don't like summer. I don't like the beach. Like, I, I haven't worn a bathing suit since, like... 2020 one I don't know last time I went to to Hawaii I don't know like I, I don't like being in the water because then it gets cold and then it's really hot and then and then the water projects the sun so like you get even more burn when you're in the water because it's like just a reflection the sun's being like haha fuck you you think you're in the water nope you're gonna get even more burn because fuck you so yeah okay yeah, no, I just don't like being hot. I don't like it either. I miss winter. You know, it's cooler. I'm able to, like, you know, get away with, like, not wearing, like, too much sunscreen. I hate the feeling when, like, you're drenched in sunscreen, and then, like, you cross your legs, and your legs are really sticky because they're all covered in sunscreen. Like, I hated that. I was in Virginia, and I was, like, sitting down on a bus, and I just crossed my legs, and I'm like, oh, it's sticky. I hate that yeah. feeling, because it's like, I have to put on sunscreen, because it's like, I don't want to die. So, yeah. I mean, I'd rather deal with sticky legs than dying, but, but, yeah. Just minor inconveniences in life. But, yeah, we, we have a lot to, to catch up on. We, we saw some movies. We... I think that's pretty much it that we did. There's not really much Star Wars news. I mean, no. like Billy Dee Ahsoka, Williams is yeah. having a book. Right. Yeah, and Ahsoka starts in a couple of weeks. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it. Secret Invasion ended. Um, it was really bad. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Um, the Marvels looks really good, though. I'm I'm into it. We'll see. Uh, I like all those characters, so I'm hoping that it's good. Yeah. I I liked Miss Marvel quite a bit, and I liked Captain Marvel quite a bit. So we'll see how it is. I'll probably actually go see that one. When does that come out? November. I don't know. November. I think that one actually comes out on my birthday. I think that's November tenth. Oh, that's right. I know. I still haven't seen Guardians, and that's finally on Disney Plus, so I'll finally watch it because I yeah, don't want to give know. Chris Pratt my money, even though it's like not going to Chris Pratt like directly. Like I just don't like that guy. Yeah, he's a, dip, a bit of a dick. Yeah. Are we ready to talk about Barbenheimer? Yes, let's do that. So. Look, there's just going to be a lot of spoilers for Barbie and or Oppenheimer. I mean, Oppenheimer is history, so whatever. But still, spoilers just to be on the safe side. So tell me about your movie-going experiences. So I saw Oppenheimer last Sunday. And it was, I think, the worst experience I ever had in the theater. Like... Um, oh my god some dude like just uh took some people's seats in front of us and then he like reeked 
like reeked of like cigarettes or like something like I couldn't fucking breathe and like the worst part was is like I felt like I was going crazy because like Carlos just like wasn't reacting at all like he was so glued to the movie that I thought I was going nuts so I go to him and I said I can't fucking breathe we have to move and then before that okay so so go back to the very beginning of the day so Carlos asked me like hey if I get popcorn would you want some and I'm like I don't know I don't think so I probably gave him a hundred percent no so let's say that 100% no. So, you know, throughout the movie, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking little bits of popcorn. And, like, that's uh-huh. usually Carlos's, like, you know, that's usually obvious that, like, maybe I should ask her to have some popcorn. Because she already had some candy. Because I got free candy with my purchase. So she probably wants popcorn, too. But I was also an asshole for assuming. But then he finishes all the popcorn. He's glued to the movie. He finishes all the popcorn. I have no popcorn. I can't breathe. And... The bomb's about to go off. So, like, I want to move somewhere where I can fucking breathe so that when this bomb goes off, I don't go off. So, we have to move. And we have to move where we're literally, like, looking up at the screen. So, like, it's just such a shit experience. But movie was good. And we saw Barbie last night. And, okay, so wear pink all you want but when I, I don't know like just seeing like all the people like dressed up to going to see barbie like i feel like it's like the same group of people and it's the group of people that like are going to be surprised to see like what barbie is actually about because i feel like a lot of people think that like barbie's just like oh this fun fun movie about barbies and like they're bringing their kids and everything and our theater like there's a lot of that there's a lot of the people like dressed up to go see barbie and most of the time our theater was fucking quiet the only person that was really laughing was fucking me so that really shows yeah i yeah we've had very different movie going experiences so i did i did the full barbenheimer experience uh saturday i did 70 millimeter imax oppenheimer like 230 I was a little worried because it's been a while, so I went to an AMC theater. Like, I mostly go to, like, the Alamo or Nighthawk where people are more respectful and it's, like, audiences who are, like, there to see a movie, not just there to to have something to do. So I'm like, "Ah, I hope people aren't, like, on their phones or anything. One of the best audiences I've ever sat through a movie with. Like, completely sold out IMAX. Didn't hear anybody talking the whole time when... They do the uh, Trinity test. You could have heard a pin drop in that mo- in that theater. Like it was dead silent. Wow. And then, so it made it even cooler when then the the sound wave hits, and it's just so fucking intense. And then I had like an hour between movies, so I went to bookshop for a bit, and then went back and I saw Barbie. And I'm like, look, there were a lot of like people in pink at my screen too. It was mostly, like, queer people in their 20s. Oh, fantastic. And mm, I saw, I think, two kids. Like, a girl who looked around 10 or 11. And, a, like, maybe, like, a 6 or 7-year-old boy. Which seems like... I mean, not the fact that it's a boy. I'm like, that 6, that seems super young for that movie. But whatever. Uh, audience really fucking into it. Like really like not like not loud in a bad way just like loud in terms of like being really responsive and laughing and not like not like obnoxious not like talking to the screen or anything but just like super enjoying it yeah that's interesting i saw that too in our theater of like the people bringing like small kids and you know what i what i compare it to was that when i was a kid that's when crossroads with britney spears came out and like all the kids, except for my sister and I, were able to go and see Crossroads. And my mom was like, hey, like, I heard about this movie. Like, I don't think it's good for you guys. And it's like, I, I, I understand. We understood that. But I remember my sister was so fucking bummed. But, like, I watched it later as, like, a... It's like an adult and like the movie was so fucking dark like you know a pregnant person falls down the stairs and loses the baby like you know there's different like drugs alcohol etc etc I'm not saying that this was crossroads but I, I don't I think it's just like the aesthetic of Barbie and like people were thinking like oh like this is a perfect movie to bring my kids and now my kids are asking what a gynecologist is so I don't know and no judgment here but I just I don't know. I just thought I mean, it was interesting. I just feel like, I mean, I don't, I don't 
you know, care about like kids hearing the word gynecology that I'm just like, is your kid going to enjoy it? Yeah, that that's also for me, too. Like, are they going to enjoy it as much as like you? Because, like, yeah, sure, they're going to enjoy the aesthetic, like all the pink and everything. But we're really only in Barbie land for like a small like portion of the movie. Like a lot of it's like the the more like deeper stuff so and and also even the stuff in barbie land it's like it's not it's not aimed at kids and it's not like it's not aimed at kids and it's not even aimed as like a family movie the way like the lego movie is yeah you know i don't like there's look besides the 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 beat you off jokes there's nothing like particularly racy in it it just seems like kids would be bored yeah yeah i agree and i feel like it's not judgment, but it's just, it's like, why are you bringing your three-year-old to this people movie? People just don't fucking pay attention to what they, they just saw, like, a title and... Yeah. It's like people bringing their eight-year-olds to see Deadpool because it's a comic book movie, even though it's rated R. They're just, like, completely fucking don't give a shit. A couple of years ago, I met up with my dad's friend and his uh daughter was around like my age was like talking about like how like around my age i was like 22 23 at the time and she was like yeah the new deadpool movie is coming out and i don't want my boyfriend to see it because i heard that there's a lot of nudity and violence and all that stuff and he doesn't need to see that (laughs) two weeks later we go to the movie we see him good for him he's like that they broke up no, I, I think they're married. I think they're probably married. And they have like three kids oh, now, probably. Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. But lovely, lovely lady. Lovely lady. Just like, you know, he's an adult. Let adults make adult decisions, you know? Yeah, that's bananas. So besides like not being able to breathe, what did you think of Oppenheimer? I need to fucking see it again. That's what I think. I I need a redemption of Oppenheimer like I'm getting a redemption of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it was fucking amazing. It, and it's like, I feel like too, like I couldn't breathe too. Cause it's like, it was a cinematic experience just with, you know, the different scenes you go to the black and white, then you go to color and just like the planning and the strategic nature of it all, um, you know, leading up to in knowing that Strauss was the one that was kind of like behind I don't know. I mean, I'm not as educated about this history part as much as I should be, knowing that Strauss was just trying to put Oppenheimer, like, trying to ax him out of, you know, any any security clearance or whatever because they had he had bad blood. But I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it's it's sort of incredible how how tense it all managed to be, considering. Like, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I knew every detail of all of this stuff, but, like, I'm getting stressed out during the Trinity test. I know I know what happened during the Trinity test. They tested the bomb and it worked. Like, I know that much. And yet, somehow, I'm still sitting there, like, on the edge of my seat. And it was really cool to see... I mean, I'm glad I saw it in IMAX, but I also just like the fact that it was an IMAX movie, considering... I mean, beyond the bomb going off, it's it's not an action movie at all. The, the IMAX is really cool on the bomb scenes. It's great for for some of the the cinematic stuff, like when they're you know riding around the mountains on horseback. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I just I like the fact that it could just be beautiful and cinematic, and that is a good enough reason to be an IMAX instead of like action scene, action scene, action scene. And I can't. It, it did not feel like a three-hour movie. No, it didn't. Um, I wasn't expecting all of the different... I mean, I knew that like, a shit ton of actors were going to be in it, too. But just the great performances it, out of everyone. Dude, people who are in the movie for, like, two minutes are actors that I recognize. Like, the number of actors I recognize in this movie and like... Maybe the highest percentage in any movie I've ever seen. Like, people are in the movie for one scene. And it's like, oh my god, I love that guy. 
Oh my god, I love that guy. Oh my god, it's Han Solo. I loved Han Solo. I loved the Solo movie. Dude, he was fucking good in this movie. He fucking was. I was so impri- I was so impressed and surprised. When, when, and and I normally do not like Rami Malek. I thought he was great. I'm glad he's only in it for like five minutes. When you first see him, and it's just like he's just. I'm like, why is this guy being played by Rami Malek? He's just sitting there in the background while this this guy's doing this petition. What the fuck? So then when he shows up to do the testimony at the end, I'm like, oh, he gets to give maybe the coolest part of the movie, which is this fuck you to Strauss. It's so great. And I liked the little the little smile that that Alden has when when he realized that is the that RD, RDJ is about to get fucked, even though his job is to get this guy confirmed. Like he doesn't care because he's so pissed. I loved it. I Robert Downey Jr. used to be one of my favorite actors, and then it was just like all Iron Man all the time could not do a movie that was not him just being cool dude who says quips and I was really over it and then I saw him in this movie and I'm like oh yeah that's why I liked this guy he can be really fucking good and I I Toby keeps doing good stuff because I miss it like with the Iron Man and then fucking the horror that was Doolittle. Like, I miss this guy. And then, of course, Killian Murphy giving one of the best performances I've seen in years. Oh my god, he was so good. That dude's face and the things you can do with it. When you're seeing it, especially on IMAX. It, because, I mean, almost all of his stuff is internal. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not giving big emotional speeches. He's not talking about how he feels. And I just, I thought it was brilliant. And uh, the music is amazing. Uh, when they start, they're, they're, when some of, there's some of the music where they start doing this, this like clicky, bu- buzzy, like Geiger counter s- sound. And it's so unsettling. But so good. I just... The whole thing is fucking incredible. What really got me... And I don't know why this got me so much. But was seeing, you know, his... The different relationships that he had with Kitty and with Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. And just how sadly the one with Florence Pugh went. And, you know, with Kitty. You know, Kitty's alcoholism. You know... Her not wanting to mother her child and that sad moment when Oppenheimer had to go to his friend to be like, can my kids stay with you? Like, I don't know why that got me so much, but like, oh, yeah, watching like that was horrific, like seeing that. And oh, my gosh, she did fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I, I really loved Kitty's testimony. Because fucking the, the main, uh, you know, I guess not technically a prosecutor because it's not a trial, as they repeatedly say. But the main dude uh, played by Jason Clark, another actor I fucking love. And when she just like keeps correcting him on shit and refusing to to be cowed by him. Ugh, so good. Yeah, it was it was really good. Really good cast. Um, Einstein, Einstein was great too. I love the little Einstein right? cameos. Yeah, like look when they first when you first uh, when you first see him and he's like you know standing out there like by the pond and like, oh no, this is gonna just be way too cheesy. <laughs> I'm like I don't I, I don't need to see Einstein, but then he was great. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, it that scene. Of after the Trinity test and after the bombings and his speech and him like seeing everyone get destroyed hypothetically by oh, the bomb, him stepping yeah. into the burned person. I had never seen and felt anything like that in the theater. That was, uh, I mean, it was just so well done. And again, 
Killian Murphy, oh my god. Like, he's so good, but the, like, the sound during that stuff was so intense. And again, like, I just, like, you just feel it, like, in your gut. Like, it's just, like, you know, he stands up to give a speech, and it, like, you just suddenly hear, like, a scream. Oh. And it was after the speech, too, where he's, like, seeing all the different people, you know, you have some people crying, and you have someone outside, like, throwing up, like, you're seeing, like, literally the reactions of people, like, finding out, like, what had happened, or, like, maybe this was him thinking it, too, but just what happened because of something that he created. Yeah. And it was just so horrific. And seeing him after all of that, like, he's not the same person. Like, you, you have, he has that conversation with Truman where he says that, you know, there's a lot of blood on my hands. And Truman just basically tells him to go fuck off, um, which was yeah. fucking horrific, too. Um, just seeing how that made him so damaged, knowing the damage that he had done. Well, look, he is directly responsible for one of the most monstrous acts of at least the modern era if not yeah. all of history um and and I, you know i heard you know like i read all these fucking people like oh you know this movie that like lionized oppenheimer i'm like i don't i don't think anybody's walking out of that movie thinking oppenheimer is a great guy or and I, you know, you're certainly not supposed to. And, and you, like, one of the things is, like, I do think, oh, man, I forget whether it's one of the guys in the the hearing on a security clearance or if it's uh, RDJ who says it, but it's, like, it's talking about how Oppenheimer wants to be a martyr. Like, he did this thing, but he also, he feels, uh, it's like he gets some sort of satisfaction out of being the guy carrying the guilt for it. And I think, I think that's actually right. Like, you know, I, I think some of that guilt that, you know, that he thinks he feels is actually some sort of like self-martyrdom. Yeah. Because he did something absolutely horrible, and even his way of dealing with it is pretty fucking horrible. But I think that's what makes the movie good. I agree. Oh, and shout out to Matt Damon. I liked Matt Damon. <gasps> I always like Matt Damon. He can do no wrong. That movie with um the... The Michael Jordan movie, Air, I think. You need to fucking see that. It was so good. Yeah, I've heard that I would like that one. I keep meaning to watch it, and then I never remember that it exists. Yeah, he's so fun. And then you have you have Ben Affleck in it, too. And Ben's, Ben's fun for a little bit. He's fun when he's not Batman. I, I, you know what? I like Ben Affleck in general. I do, too. Like, I'm so happy that him and J-Lo are back together and they're married now. Like, just things he, are just going yeah. great for Batfleck. He seems he seems happy. And I think he just he seems like a guy it would be nice to go get a drink with. He just seems like a like he's just a fairly nice dude who stumbled into being and guy won some Oscars and is now incredibly wealthy. And famous. I hate when that accidentally happens. Like, <laughs> accidentally becoming, like, famous and rich. Like, it's just such a, a fucking bummer. I don't know. He just seems nice enough. I'm glad that he, you know, got sober and seemed to, like, straighten his shit out. Yeah. It's always nice. Like, cause nice success stories like that. You know, like him. I know that the Keith Urban, too. Keith Urban's always been a good guy, though. I don't know why I'm thinking about Keith Urban. I don't know why either. But okay, that's fine. Yeah, he's he's good. I mean, I just went to Nashville, and, and they have like a lot of areas with Keith Urban because everyone loves loves their Australian country singer. I like his wife. Love Nicole Kidman. We were playing the Heads Up thing the other day, uh -huh. and the one of the things was Nicole Kidman, and I did like the Oscars clap when. Oh like, yeah. In in my. My mom immediately knew that it was Nicole Kidman. Uh, people, people did clap at the AMC Heartbreak Feels Good in a Place Like This, Nicole Kidman ads, both movies. 
It got cheers. I never, I don't go to AMC, so I don't see that. So I want to experience that one day. It's very special. In my theater, it's, um, it's the Regal one. So it has like that one where they're all doing, they're all at the movie theater and they're saying all the one-liners. Oh, I hate that one. I do too. Partially because the, they, they, they pick one-liners that don't work. Which like is they, nice. Like, they have things that, that people say that is not an actual response to the thing that was said. And it's just really irritating. I mean, I would hate that commercial anyway, but if you're going to do it, you have literally thousands of movies to choose from. Pick and lines that, that actually f- form a coherent narrative. And I hate how randomly, like, Danny Trejo is just there. Like, what the fuck is he doing there? Danny Trejo is randomly in a lot of places. Yeah, he has a taco shop. I still need to check out that taco shop. The next time everyone's in L.A., like, I want to do L.A. things with people because I want to have fun somewhere I don't normally have fun. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So then, Barbie. (sighs) Movie of the fucking year. God, I have to say... I had been told by Steve, who knows all of my movie likes and dislikes, that I was going to like it. So I'm like, okay. And also, I fucking love Margot Robbie. So I'm like, okay. It's Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. I like both of them. This will be fun. Mm -hmm. I did not expect it. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I also absolutely did not think it would make me cry, and it made me cry. I, I just, I wasn't expecting the plot. Like, I knew the plot had to do with, like, aging or dying, etc., etc. I had no fucking idea that the main plot line about the movie was that Ryan Gosling read fucking books about men and trucks and horses. Yeah, oh my the plot God. of this movie is Ken gets red-pilled. Yeah. It's incredible. And <sighs> Ryan Gosling... What I like about Ryan Gosling is, I mean, he looks as good as he does. And I don't, I'm not saying that's part of what I like about him, although I certainly don't mind it. What I'm saying is, generally speaking, actors who look like that are not willing to humiliate themselves in the way that Ryan Gosling is. He is willing to just be the biggest fucking goofball dork in the world. Even though he can do super serious movies like Drive or Only God Forgives, these incredibly intense dramas. and But then he can also do Barbie, where he's just an idiot. In the ugliest coat I've ever seen. And his abs were just, were just so, like, too juicy. Where, like, those can't be real. Um, The music numbers were fantastic. Oh, my God. The fucking big Ken dance at the end is great. It just, it, I think, like, too, like, I think it just symbolizes how funny they look, like, when they're trying to be all beefy and manly and try to fight each other. Like, that, basically, that fight just meant so much. Like, it just shows just how fucking silly men are sometimes yeah. i mean not all men i i just there's so many great lines in it. there's so much stuff that made me laugh um i love alan michael sarah is one of those guys like sometimes i really love michael sarah and sometimes i think he is real annoying but that character was adorable and sweet and very funny and i'm sad that he didn't get to escape barbie land like he wanted to but it, it's it's better now for Alan, I think. But I, I was really hoping that they would escape with him. Uh, yeah. I was really I was really hoping there'd be like an in credit scene where he's like shacked up with some Ken or something, living his best life. But no. I know. Um, it was funny because we left and our our theater was still sitting down. So I was like, oh God, is there an end credit scene? I mean, that's the society we live in now. Unfortunately, we think there's an end credit scene with everything. I think I remember seeing someone Google if there's an end scene to. Oppenheimer, but I guess there was previously one, and they removed it. So 
I was able, oh, good, like, I don't have to wait in line in the bathroom. Like, that's always the worst part is, like, when you go somewhere and you have to wait in line in the bathroom. There's so many people, but I was able to get the bathrooms first, and as I got out, everyone was coming in the bathroom, so. Yeah. How is it possible that Margot Robbie is as brilliant and talented and beautiful and perfect as she is? I I don't know. I I think this will forever this will definitely be a movie that will like live on for a long time. Like she is I don't want to say she's our Marilyn Monroe, but like she's she's our era's like icon. Like she's so talented. She's able to do so many different roles. Like this role was so made for her. Like it's disgusting. Well, I mean, it was literally made for her. Like, yeah. cuz it was her she and her production company like had the rights and approached uh Greta Gerwig and is like we would you like to write a Barbie movie for me uh and so I mean it's just so smart and so funny um I loved all like just all the Barbie land scenes that first like montage when she's waking up in the Barbie dream house and taking the shower with no water and like pouring the, the milk with no liquid there. I just, it's so well done. I love that every Barbie in the movie is an actual Barbie. And it, I, it makes me very sad that I can't, like, uh, look, if Mattel had any sense at all, they would have instantly, like, had ready to reissue some of the Barbies that have been, they haven't produced in a while. Like, they haven't made Alan for a while. I want that uh, Sugar Daddy Ken oh, real yeah, badly. Which apparently they only existed for, like, one run. Like, like I think it was, like, I can't, couldn't even find any on eBay or anything. But, fuck, I wanted it. Um, Rhea Perlman was great. As as the Barbie creator, I loved seeing her. And I get that's the scene that, that made me cry is at the, when she sort of walks into the void with her and decides is talking about wanting to to be real. That I was just like suddenly like, you know, like it wasn't like quite crying. It was that like when you just feel it in your throat mm-hmm. that like your throat starts to hurt because you're about to get super emotional. I, I just love Rhea Perlman. She's incredible, and I'm glad she's in things again, besides just, like, voicing characters in Star Wars and stuff. Yeah. I loved America Ferrera too. Yeah, I like her. I liked the, I liked the girl playing her daughter as well. I know. I, I feel like once, like, we got to the daughter, I'm like, oh, no, it's going to be America Ferrera's character that's going to be after her. Because, yeah, because you see her, all her drawings, and I'm like... yeah. Oh, I'm like, this is where it's going. Um, I wasn't expecting them to go to Barbie land. Um, I loved that, like, pure horror of knowing that they were going to go to Barbie land and seeing what Ken had done to it. Yeah. What a... asshole Ken was. Ken was that just stereotypical, women don't like me, I'm always just the friend... And always trying to make a move when I shouldn't. Like, they're just... Greta, like, spot on. Holy shit. Yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's a real fucking smart movie in that way. Uh, I just... <laughs> just the whole, like... The, when he's in the real world, like going to being like, give me a job, let me perform brain surgery while I'm a guy, like all that stuff was very, very funny. When he goes to the library and gets all the books, no, and then he goes to that museum and sees like Bill Clinton, and then like you have like the montage yeah. of all the men. <laughs> I loved at the end when he's when he and Barbie are talking. He's like, well. Like, I was kind of over the whole patriarchy thing once I realized it didn't really have anything to do with horses. <laughs> Just... And I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that it wasn't, they don't, like, end up together. Because there's no real going back from that, and she doesn't need Ken. 
even though she is stereotypical Barbie. Nobody needs Ken. <laughs> no, nobody needs Ken. The the Ken song was so good too. I mean, I Mickey Mouse Club, Brian Gosling, like I loved it. Love that for him. Yeah. And how great is having the last line of your movie being about having an employment with your gynecologist? Boom, in credits. It's incredible. Like, and it's so relatable. Like, it's such a big thing to be able to make an appointment to go to your gynecologist. <laughs> like, I love that because that's like, truly important. Because, of course, like, she's there and you think, like, what is she oh, getting? She's like, starting is she her getting job. her driver's license? Job. No, she's getting her gynecologist to check out the her brand new vagina. Her brand yeah. new vagina. Oh my god, like that is so important. Like yeah. if anything, I hope this movie just helps promote like taking care of your friend downstairs. <laughs> Getting her checked every once in a while. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, also I don't want to not mention uh Kate McKinnon as Oh my god. <laughs> Weird Barbie. Weird Barbie. I love her so much. She's a gem. I wasn't expecting to love her as much in this movie, but I really did. I fucking always love her. She's just, like, one of my favorite, like, queer icons we have right now. She's so great. I don't know how anybody... I'm going to say I don't know anybody who doesn't like her, and then I do know somebody who doesn't like her, and that should have been my first clue that he is a bad person. I don't know. I guess... I don't know. Maybe, maybe, just, maybe she doesn't, like, work as well in Australia, or maybe he's just a monster. You know, if I didn't just spend a lot of money to go see Taylor Swift, I would have bought a plane ticket to that specific country. Done something. Left. Came back. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming just because of Kate McKinnon and nothing to do with him being a horrible piece of shit who destroyed a couple of people's lives. Anyway, I'm just saying that should have been a clue because she is amazing and funny and also super fucking hot was she's was that because amy schumer originally was supposed to be in this movie if i'm not mistaken she was originally supposed to be barbie was that another movie i'm thinking about or was she supposed to be kate mckinnon's character it might i don't know it also could have been another barbie movie bar i have a feeling barbie is one of those where the rights got kicked around a lot you know Mm -hmm. i think that that sounds vaguely familiar, but I think she was going to be Barbie. I think it was going to, like, but that wasn't, like, this Barbie movie. Yeah. This it was just, fantastic. it's like, you know, they just, somebody else had the rights to it and was going to do Barbie. Because of, it's, it, in some ways it seems insane that this is the first time we had a live action Barbie movie. Yeah. Because it seems like there should have just been one. Yeah, I mean, if you count the Disney Channel movie Life Size with Lindsay Lohan and Tyra Banks. I do not. But okay. Now, is she actually playing Barbie or is she just like a fashion doll? Let me let, let me look this up. Because I'm not 100% sure. But it's always good to double check your work. Let's see. Magic spell to bring back her deceased mother and instead accidentally brings back to life her Eve doll played by oh, okay. Tyra. So yeah, no. Okay. What a nightmare. You see, that's why magic sucks. Because, like, you can want to use magic for something, like bringing back someone from the dead. But instead, like, you bring up your your childhood toy. Well, I will say, bringing back people from the dead does not have a high success rate in doing it in ways that are good. Because oftentimes it is, they are back from the dead, but are now, like, evil zombie killers. Yeah, well, it's like those people that pay a lot of money to get their animals cloned. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, you could just get, like, another dog of the same breed. Yeah, I don't know. That That's hard. I I want a dog, but there's so much responsibility. I'm not ready to be a parent. <laughs> I I like the freedom to, like... 
hey, I want to go, go to Vegas tonight. for the weekend or yeah. Yeah. Cause then it's like, I have to worry about someone like watching my dog or like my cat or something. Like I, I love the freedom. Like, and it's like, you know, I think Carlos and I would be great parents, but we're just not ready. I mean, I'm not ready, but if, if he was ready, if he came to me and said, I am ready for a cat, I'd be like, okay, let's get a cat. And like, a cat's cat, you cat, you can leave alone more than you can leave a dog. And certainly more than you can leave a baby. Yeah. Don't leave babies home alone at all. Yeah. That is advice from the Cantabite Dispatch. Don't leave your baby home alone. Yeah, just I don't think I'd recommend that because it's like, you know, if if they can't use their arms and like talk and like they aren't taller than than three feet, then maybe you shouldn't leave them at home. If all of their skull bones have not fused together, don't leave them home alone. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. That is Candivite Dispatch Parenting Advice Corner. Parenting from non-parents who talk about... That's 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 our new segment. Parenting advice from the Candivite Dispatch. Write us with your parenting dilemmas and we will answer them. I love answering parenting dilemmas like not being a parent because it makes me feel like such a fucking asshole. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Especially it's like when people with kids like talk about their kids and then it's like, what do you say? Like, oh, Billy, fucking idiot. How dare you do that? Or just like, oh, I'm so sorry Billy did that. Like, Billy, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. what I, in my head I'm thinking is, oh my god, I'm so glad I don't have kids. Oh my god, I'm so glad I don't have kids. Oh my god, I'm so glad I don't have kids. Oh yeah, I know. That's that's my thought too. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't think that I am meant to parent someone or something. But, I mean, that could change, you know? And I'm open to experiencing that change, just not right now. Like, I, yeah. I don't want that. No, I want a dog. Yeah. Maybe some plants. Yeah. I don't know, because it's like, I still feel like I'm 19. Like, I feel like I'm 19. I feel like I'm still, you know, figuring things out. Oh, my God. I'm going to my high school reunion in a couple weeks. Why? Because I love chaos. And I want to see all the people that peaked in high school who are now selling Sensi and are trying to beg people for money or like, I just want the tea, like just inject the tea in me. I just want to know what's going on with everyone. I don't care about because I just, I love hearing things that don't affect me at all. And like, it's funny. Cause it's like, um, it makes me feel better about what I'm doing and what I, or what I'm not doing or I don't know. But I think one of my best friends and I were going because we just love chaos. So I don't know. It should be fun. I mean, like, I'm not really looking forward to seeing, like, anyone there except, like, one of my good friends. But, like, that's, I don't know, that's really it. And I just want to see, like, what everyone's doing. Um, I don't know. Just, I don't know. The whole, like, peaked in high school thing is, like, so funny to me. Like, people who, like, that's all they talk about is, like, high school or, like, that's really what their personality is. Mm-hmm. So back in high school, I was this. And I don't know. Like, I'm just excited to, like, be there and be like, hey, like, this is what I'm doing now. Like, I'm really passionate about, you know, what I'm what I'm doing now. And, you know, I have a cool boyfriend and we live in a cool place. And I do cool things with my friends in Europe sometimes. And I'm living a cool <laughs> life. You know, what the fuck are you doing with your life? No, I'm kidding. But I don't know. Just... Just comparing notes and just seeing, like, what everyone else is doing. And to try not to be bitter when I talk to someone who makes, like, $200,000 a year, like, (laughs) doing something. But I want to be curious who's making bank now. That's also my thing. I want to know who's making bank. What's the tea? And I don't know. But, yeah, no. I I got along with mostly everyone in high school. Like, I I did sports. So, like, I kind of knew everyone. They, they all thought I was probably batshit crazy, though, because that's when Facebook was really big. So, like, I would just be, like, vague posting about Chuck all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, they probably thought I was fucking nutty. I mean, like, to be fair, I yeah. am a little nutty, but, I mean, I'm more tamed now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. It's fun shit. So, I'll come back and report what happened at my high school reunion in a couple weeks. Wow. Yeah. But... Oppenheimer good yes Barbie good 
Yes, I recommend both of those movies. And if you can see Oppenheimer and IMAX, go do it. Yeah. Um, I don't recommend it if you're sensitive to sound. Don't don't see it in IMAX because <laughs> I feel like sometimes like I forget that I'm like sensitive to sound sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, while I am going to a concert of like seventy thousand people, but I mean it's a sound that like I know I'm going to experience. Like, yeah, I feel like in movies like if I don't know what's going on, it's like Game of Thrones. But it's kind of different because, like, Game of Thrones, I get nervous what's going to happen because it's, like, I don't want to see someone get assaulted and, like, not know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen and then just, like, feel, like, the disgusting feelings I feel when I watch Game of Thrones. So I like to know what happens before I watch Game of Thrones. And it's different with, like, a movie about something that happened in real life because, like, I don't know what I was going to see. Like, I didn't know if I was going to see, like, I don't know, like, the actual repercussions of, of, you know, different things. But I don't know. What What a movie. Both movies, fantastic. What a reason for the season barbenheimer um yeah yeah it's it's nice being able to go to the movies and see good movies and star wars cannot relate to that at all (laughs) it was just it was i i'm glad i did them in one day it was a lot like you know just because especially oppenheimer's long as shit and but it was like again, like I really lucked out with the audiences I saw it with. I had a great time, and no, it was just it was nice to have a day at the movies. Yes, I'm trying to remember. Do we have email? Uh, I don't remember. We have email. Oh, okay. Oh my god, this is a long email. Okay. You want to read it this week or want to save it for next? Uh, it's up to you. This is a good email. I think we should save it. To be okay, able just, to give it, give it yeah. time. Okay, just like snooze it. Or star it so we will remember because it's going to be two weeks because next week Kev's here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So next week we'll read it. And plus it's Rebecca. Like, Rebecca's oh, yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. favorite people. And okay. I always feel bad that, like, ironically, like, we always, like, we always delay, like, reading your emails on air. I and, like, know. I know that Rebecca always sends them, like, really quickly because Rebecca's our best, one of our best listeners and friends. Yeah, she's awesome. And also sends the most amazing treat boxes you could imagine. Oh my gosh. Here's 20 pounds of candy. It just makes me so happy. It's so great being, you know, friends with just such great people and such caring people and I don't know. It just, it makes my heart happy knowing that there are good people out there um, in Australia and in like in real life. Australia and real life. Australia and real life. I don't know. Australia is just like a dream, you know, place to be. It's like like Barry land. Yeah. If you you go to sleep and, you know, you dream and, you know, there's Australia. Because, like, sometimes you have good dreams and sometimes you have bad dreams. Like, good dreams, you know, Australia. And then, Mm. you know, there's... Well, then there's like there's other bad. <laughs> then there's bad dreams, and that's also Australia. That's like the the New Zealand side of Australia. New Zealand is wonderful. Yeah, so the New Zealand That's is where the, New Zealand is where the hobbits live. Yeah, so New Zealand, and I, I'm I'm pointing with a coat hanger. New Zealand oh, is can't really point with a coat, especially with the curved part of a coat. Hanger. Well, fine, I will I will remove the side of the coat hanger. So. So New Zealand is the good side, and then okay. Australia, just the rest of Australia is the bad side. Okay, so the point, <laughs> you realize they're two separate places, right? Yes, I do. Because so, okay. it's like, you know, because it's like Northern California and Southern California, like two separate if they places. Were, if they were two separate countries. If yes. they were two separate okay. countries, like what would be the good country, what would be the bad country. Okay, so the part of Australia that is closer to New Zealand is the good part of Australia. Yes. Okay. And even though Rebecca might not live on that side, like she, I associate her on that side because, okay. because there's another part where like, uh, like I physically, I can't go because like bad things will happen. If I go. Yeah, okay. 
So maybe just like stick to like to Sydney or something instead of other major cities. Yeah, and Sydney seems nice, like the big like opera house, and I don't really know what else Australia like has to offer. Turbo. I was, you know, funny enough, I was thinking of Turbo because like Turbo's like the Australian adventurer. Like he's always off different places in Australia doing things, drinking good drinks, eating good food. It's like he's like the Australian James Bond, like doing cool <laughs> things, you know, excellent, with excellent hair, excellent hair. I mean, he only has one woman, but excellent, excellent woman. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a tux, but I bet he looks good in one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Turbo's so fucking cool. You know, Much like, nicer than James Bond, though, because James Bond's a huge dick. Yeah, like, James Bond isn't giving you fucking Tim Tams and Vegemite squares. No, that's no. true. I miss God damn, those Vegemite shapes are so good. I miss my shapes. I know, I was looking at a picture today of, someone took a picture of, like, Andy and someone else, and it's me in the background, high, or not high, uh, drunk as fuck with my shakes, shapes. And I'm like, damn, I miss I miss those times. I miss Easter 2023. <laughs> oh, man. I miss having Indian food and being too drunk to order because <laughs> I wanted someone else to do it for me because I just couldn't. That's pretty drunk. No, I know. I was just like, I, I can't order. No, like, you need to order it for me. Oh, man. Oh, that was such a fun day. That was such a fun trip. Even just God. Ugh, if I could do it again, I would. I mean, I would take some things out and add some people to it. And but yeah. Oh, happy birthday to Andy Bell, by the way. Happy birthday, Andy. Andy's... I don't know if he listens, but happy birthday to him. I'm not sure and either. I don't know what the right word is when somebody ends their podcast. I can't be like, congratulations. But shout out to the boys over at the Bad Motivators who have decided to... Stop doing their show. Oh, podcast retirement. Yeah, I listened yeah. to the episode today. It was great. Uh, it was really nice because uh, Dallas was back on and got to say goodbye to everybody. So that was cool. Wow. And it ends with a really hilarious and sweet voicemail from our friend Hawes. And so I recommend if you, you know, are ever like listen to Bad Motivators, check out their last episode. It's very nice. I know. They've been going on for a long time since Celebration 2020 or 2015? 2016? I think it's like uh, I'm not entirely sure. I think they have been around for like six years. God, that's crazy. Anyway, 333 episodes. But yeah, it was a good listen. I like all those guys, they're good dudes. I know, especially Eric Struthers. Oh my god. That guy. I know. I I missed out on seeing Eric Struthers. And like I admittedly still feel guilty about it to this day that I wasn't able to see Eric Struthers when he was in my homeland. To this day? How long ago was he there? Like two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, like to this <laughs> to day. To this day. Well, actually, okay. no, it's been more. Because, like, Rusty's coming home soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's summer coming back home from summer camp. camp. Yeah, he's he's uh, tied all the knots in the Boy Scouts and climbed the trees and everything. Mm-hmm. Got his merit badges. Yeah, got his badges. We'll be able to see all the merit badges he received. Um, yeah, so that's how long Eric has been here since we got back from seeing Russell. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I still feel bad because it's like I still, I need to talk to Eric about seeing Taylor. I need to talk to him about Disneyland and how that was. Um, there's just so much I need to talk to him about. Yeah. Yeah, but congrats to him. Happy birthday to Andy. Um, Andy was wonderful when when we all met up together in Europe. Like, he was one of the people that really helped me, you know, be comfortable, like, be, like, I didn't have to worry about much because he was there for me. Such a good friend. And it was my first time meeting him too. And you just, yeah. When you meet someone and you just know from the very beginning, like this is a great, amazing person. Like that's just so comforting. Like 
just knowing that the people that you're surrounded by are just good fucking people like it's like the equivalent to you know sipping that really good drink and just like (laughs) that ah like I've made it like I'm here like that's what good friendship feels like and that just makes me so happy. So happy birthday to Andy if Andy listens. If not, then I think I've already wished you happy yeah, birthday. Can... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else we need to talk about? No, I think we covered everything. Um, I can't wait to talk to you after you you come you come home from Kevin Invasion twenty twenty three family yeah, edition. I'll, I'll I'll send pictures of Kev with the fam and with the dogs. I need Uno pictures. You need to know who wins an Uno. Okay. Um, what else do I need? I need pictures of Cav and Hannah. Mm-hmm. Specifically of okay. Cav and Hannah. Like, them had just having, like, the best time of their lives. It's <laughs> like, I love that for Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. But, yeah. Um, where can we find you and the podcast on social media. Uh, I am everywhere at EF Lind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at Cantabite Pod. Uh, once I have another invite code and nobody else needs one for Blue Sky, I'll probably make a podcast account there. But until then, we're at the other places. Brittany, how about you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. Um, use the code that I have for the Canto Bite. Okay. Pod, yeah, because I don't think anyone's used mine. So take mine because I'm now a blue sky now thanks to you. And I like it because it's like I just I feel like I think less about what I post and I'm just going to post like what's going on in my head. Like I went to the store the yeah. other day and I got limes and I'm like, look at me and my limes. And now everyone thinks that I have that thing where like your your gums all fucked up and you need limes to fix it. So <laughs> no, my gums are good, everyone. Thanks. I like the fact that there's no ads. I like that it, there's not Star Wars discourse mostly. Like Yeah, it, there's much less anyway. I don't come here to talk about Star Wars. I come here to talk about goofy things like like cats and boxes and yeah, yeah. you know, misspellings on food orders or something. I don't know. Like I yeah, come here I want, to have a good I want, time. I want pictures of cute dogs. And I want some funny, funny memes, and I want uh, an occasional political rant. But that's about it. Yeah, I love political memes too. Yeah. Those are no. yeah, and blue sky. So far, anyway, far fewer Nazis. Not I'm not gonna say there's zero Nazis, but there's a lot less Nazis. It's really hard to escape them. It's like they're like they're like fucking like ants yeah. during the summer it's like you think that they're gone and then like they come back and they're always with multiple people and it's like yeah i thought we got rid of you fuckers like why do you keep coming around i know always always more nazis yeah okay so no show next week we'll be back the week after that yeah maybe maybe something will have happened in star wars but i doubt it yeah i but, doubt we'll care about yeah. it too yeah anyway we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry, the ladies where I had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto. No shame in the game. Make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main. Yeah, that's fire. Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite. Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends
dudes This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my canto bitches Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch with canto bitch number one Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews Fish tacos in San Fran, you know we approve Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet Last shout to Frushi, dude, I didn't forget This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse be it scum and villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.